In this episode, we talk about the Adelaide Football Club embarrassing themselves again. Is the AFL back? We'll find out in the next couple of days. Pep shares his top five sports books. Jamie loves incognito mode and much more. Hosted by Chris Pepper and Jamie Wallace, we bring you the AFL just how you want it. Lace out. Now, on with the episode. Ah, J-Dog, we're back for another week of Lace Out Football. How are you, buddy? I'm good, my friend. How are you? Well, let me put it this way. Thank goodness. The leash. And what's around my neck? Being the collar of isolation has been removed. We are free. We are free. We are free. It's like when um, Jesus set the people away from the Romans. We are free, everybody. Did he do that? I've got no idea, but hey, my mum talks about it a lot. But you know what? We're free. We can go. We can have people over now. We can go outside for a kick to kick. More importantly, my friend, we can go and spank it. That's right. Golf is back. Fishing is back. What more could you ask for, my friend? You do not strike me as the fishing type. I'm not. You have the energy of a child and you would have no patience. Do you know what? The funny thing is, is that after being locked up for seven, eight weeks, I would love to go fishing right now. Just get on the end of a pier, six degrees, howling wind, rain coming in from the side, throwing out a cast and thinking, why the hell am I out here? But it's got to be better than time- be, it's got to be better than locked being locked inside for goodness knows how many weeks. How many times you polished it? My, my golf clubs? clubs, my golf clubs. Yes, my golf clubs. Uh, well, funny enough, I actually bought new golf clubs about a week and a half before we got locked down. So they've been yeah. sitting in the garage, waiting for me to um, have a bit of a, and I haven't been able to have a. So I'm fanging. What I get? To go to. I picked yeah. up a brand new set of Wilson D7 irons. Oh, they are gorgeous. They are gorgeous. So yep. How many? Uh, I went from a four to a pitching wedge. Kept my kept my old lob wedge. Kept my old sand wedge. Kept the putter. Kept the driver. Got the three hybrid, but that'll up, that'll uh, be updated a little bit by a little bit. You know, you can't can't squeeze it all through at the one time because you got to sort of you know, keep it under the radar so the trouble and strife the, doesn't find out about it. Are the Wilsons a blade or are they a hybrid as well? No, they are a they're a cavity back, a bit of a cavity back, but they're not okay. a blade. Blades, look, unless you're hitting single digits, too hard to control blades. They're a very forgiving club, the D7s. Lots of distance, yeah. but, geez, they just feel good in the hands. That's good. Mm. Uh, Taylor made to you. You got the shaft cut to you or you just yep. went off the rack? Yes, no, I went down to uh, Drummond Golf and had a chat to the guys down in Nidri Drummond Golf. There's a plug for you. And they were fantastic down there. Chris helped me out. Awesome guy. Just uh, was in there, had a bit of a swing on the machine, worked a few things out, and yet went with the D7s. Perfect, nice, beautiful club. Worked a little afterpay as well too, so I didn't have to have the big, the big outlay straight up. Love them. So I just can't wait to hit them. Not at the range, just love to hit him going him at the uh, at uh, Royal Keeler, Medway, you, um, Tullamarine. Doesn't really matter. I'll go anywhere. You haven't always you haven't always been a Wilson boy. I think you used to roll around with the Tylers, didn't I you? I rolled around with the Callaways, but um, Cal- yeah, I just I've had them for about eight years, and I thought I'd you know change it up a bit, sell them off. I'll probably sell them off now. The golf's back. 
throw them back up. If anybody <laughs> wants to buy a set of Callaways, only asking four fifty from our four hybrid all the way down to a gap wedge, cracking set, Mwah. mint condition. I'd have to have a chat off off air, Peps. I'm left-handed though. Ah, oh. that's yeah. That's why I haven't had. That's why I haven't had any buyers. That's <laughs> that's like I've got a yeah. football club for you to buy. It's amazing. Ooh, which one? Gold Coast. I uh, don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> got a, I've got a coaching gig for you. Where is it? Gold Coast. Mm, no, it's a bit like left-handed <laughs> golf clubs. Hey, come into our golf shop. We've got plenty to choose from. What are you, left-handed? Mm, you've just got this rack. <laughs> That's what happens in shit house. Um, but you yeah, know what? Um, I feel every day shopping and just doing things in general because I'm left-handed naturally. Yep. I play right-handed, but left-handed naturally. Um, and that's what life's like, Peps. You've got a small insight into a left-handed world. Well, I do everything left-handed except for right and throw. So okay. cricket left-handed, golf left-handed, handball left-handed, brush the teeth left-handed, uh, kick right foot, handball left hand. What do you what do you? What hand do you polish with? I I go left, but sometimes right, depending how big the car is. If it's my car, you have to go both. If it's Narelle's car, <laughs> usually I can get away with it. It's a bit smaller of a car, so you normally have a left. The other day, the other day I was watching uh, the In Betweeners episode. Yep. And, uh, they were talking about the different when, when Jay was talking about his different techniques and what he does, like how he sits on it and. <laughs> it's dead squid and dead hand. Oh, Does he go the reverse? The- Did he do the reverse? No, he, he, he basically tries to sits on his whole arm, which makes it go dead so it doesn't feel like his own hand. Oh, it's just. <laughs> we'll have to whack it. Hey, if we can find that one, we'll whack the clip on that on, up on the page. I'll whack that one up on the page. Hey, can I just say a very, very lean week of football news coming out of the AFL this week. So we might actually be spending more time not talking about the AFL and just talking about generalised stuff, which I've been hanging to for a while because, yes, this is the Lace Out podcast and it's all about the great game of AFL, hosted by Peps and J-Dog every week, coming to you, delivered to your Spotify, delivered to your iTunes, delivered to your podcast, wherever you get it, we bring it to you. But footy's been a bit light on. There hasn't been really anything going on. And when I say that, usually big news might be clubs doing the dodgy, doing something shifty. But this is the Adelaide Crows. That that's that, that's almost as regular as saying Gold Coast of crap or Melbourne tank. It's par for the course. How dumb is that club? Are they the dumbest I, club? You, I reckon they've t- overtaken you from the pathetic effort that you had with your Port Adelaide Beanies this year as the worst effort by an Adelaide club in two thousand and twenty. <laughs> says the man sitting in front of a scoreboard that reads Geelong 233, Melbourne 36 or something. 47. 186. 186. Yeah, it's a shocker. I mean, they always say that Adelaide's a bit behind and I think they're about six months behind the news because there's no way those players can say they didn't know they weren't breaking the rules. Oh, they're shocking. I reckon even funnier is when they tried to say, uh, look, it, w- it wasn't organised. They were all staying at the one place. Oh, yep. and we happened just to get together for kick to kick. Isn't there a um isn't there a TV commercial where a husband and wife are in Fiji and then all of a sudden all these mates just happen to be there at the same time around the resort pool? Oh, even better than that. All the guys went with the girls. And they're like, Bazza, yes. what are you doing here? Johnny, Ooh. what are you doing here? Adelaide was like, Hey, Hardigan, what are you doing here? Do 
Rooney, when did you turn up? <laughs> oh, that that club, whoever whoever has got the job in the media department for that mob or the media relations or whatever, how they've still got a job. How, how big do you reckon the carpet would be? Remember last week we were oh. talking about the roof? Yeah, we were. The roof? I reckon Adelaide's would be bigger than that. How many things have they tried to sweep under? The camp? The Tex Walker yep. Rift? Yep. Um, the bloke earlier in the year who had the um, the, 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 the uh, drink driving earlier in the year, during this probation period, the drink driving. Yep. Uh, what else have they had? Oh, picking on Tex and his rig compared to Charlie Dixon, another thing. Oh, that's just it's Kane Corn versus the world. Oh, Kane Corns versus. Uh, what else have they done, Adelaide? What other good things have they done? Oh, the power stance. That got them far. But they yeah. just never – they just ne- – oh, hold on. Even better, when they did the camp, they got that mob in that had no certification whatsoever. <laughs> and and then <laughs> – and then got their best goal kicker out of the club, Eddie Betts, and yep. traded him off for a sack of peanuts and a sun visor. And their best halfback to Melbourne. Oh, yes. Oh, well, we gave them two first-round draft picks. So, fair enough. Yeah. Um, the Crouch brothers wanted to go. Everybody wanted to go. Crikey, even the yeah. Crow wanted to leave as the emblem. Our club's wonderful, um, mate. Crows also shit bags because they uh, beat Port into the AFL before they, they rolled us. We, oh, got, we got rolled. You basically had a state team, didn't they? Yeah, we Port got rolled. In. We got rolled. We got, we got shafted last minute. Yeah. Still dirty about it. Yeah, but you've been shafting your, your supporters and people. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say shafting. That's wrong. Sorry, mate. More like shanking when your people are in prison. <laughs> <laughs> ah, they shank, they don't shaft. Oh, they might shaft. Mm-hmm. Um, With that one, yeah. a group of 16 Adelaide Crow players have been handed a one-match suspension uh, for breaching the training regulations in the Barossa Valley. So it's not just, not just a couple just rocked up. We're talking 16 players rocked up to the Barossa Valley. Not just that. They also had a coach there. And a medical support officer as well. Hey, Johnny, you're here. What did you mean? When did you guys turn up? I booked this six weeks ago. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> they are just, they're, just, they're just a dumb football club. Well, they are dumb. If they had premierships yep. for dumbness, they would be far and above most other clubs. Oh, God, it's good. It's good, isn't it? I'd lo- you know, you'd love to be over there in the SA media just hearing them. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Rusciuto must be just thinking, I'd just love to just line them all up. The prez, the assistants, yep. the coaches, and just line them all up. Matthew Nix is sitting there going, oh, shit, what have I got myself into? Well, you often hear, um, you often hear that um, the Adelaide people uh, or South Australian people talk about the arrogance of the, of the Adelaide Football Club. Um so I guess this just wants to go once again shows the arrogance at that level where they think that they're above the law and, and can just um, play the public, the football public, as for fools. Uh, the, I am the law. <laughs> the judge, judge, judge Dredd, we are the law. <laughs> oh, oh, no, that, that was a pretty accurate description of Judge Dredd there, mate. But, yeah, they're, they're shocking. Uh, Dean, Dean Laley, I know we happened, we talked about it quite a bit last week. You had your view on it. He got bail this week. And more's coming out about yep. that. Yeah, what else? Um, no, I think just talking about some of the um, some of the uh, 
stories from the from the um the actual night, the night itself and how many text messages etc he'd been sending out over the last couple of days and all His the calls, et cetera. What? Yeah, well, he... Um, moving on to a bit of a oh, sad story. Dean Laidley and his family... Sorry about that. Something's just kicked in. Um, apparently, after he was arrested, police found 0.3 grams of crystals in the plastic bag inside an adhesive bra Laidley was wearing, as well as loose mm-hmm. crystals believed to be methamphetamine, said the police officer as well, too. Yeah, yep. probably, not a, probably not a good night for him. Um no had a worse night have you ever had a worse night than that nah like I've had some pretty I've had some rough shit. ones I've had some rough ones I've had some hey look I got headbutted by a midget at the tunnel once how's that put that <laughs> put that in perspective I don't even know that that's possible uh, just like a short person wasn't exactly like a where they headbutt you like in the balls no nah, they, they were on a set of steps like but the tunnel used to have steps when you used to go upstairs that they used to go down to the dance floor and they were on there and they just bang hit me hit me on the chin yeah yeah okay. I know. it was a long time ago <laughs> it was a long time ago yeah did it cut you open though no nah, no nah, didn't bust me open I'm tough mate we breed them tough out in East Kiel <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so, yeah, he's going to go through. He's off to rehab. Hopefully everything starts to work out for him. It's not, not a story that yep. you'd like to see. We'll see what happens. Um, can I ask a question? This whole, like, apparently we're back. In a couple of weeks, the mm. guys can start training. Tomorrow apparently is going to be a date when they're going to release. We're saying tomorrow, being Thursday, that they're going to release a day where they can actually either start playing games, etc. I don't understand how they can do this if – Perth and uh, Perth have their fourteen day lockouts. That means if yep. Eagles come to here, they can't go back. And if they do, they're gonna have to stay there for fourteen days. Mm-hmm. So are they looking at moving up to the Gold Coast for a substantial amount of time until it eases off? Correct. Yep. So absolutely bypassing uh, Victoria and going straight up to the to the sunny weather of the Gold Coast. Both um, WA clubs are doing that. Geez, Gold Coast might actually get some. Decent sized games up there. Imagine that. More people are going to watch a team who's flown five hours to get there than the team that's driven five minutes to get there. I don't think. <laughs> Jesus. I don't oh, hold on. No one will be able to go to the games anyway. No. Oh, shit. So it'll be, it'll be, it'll be a stand at home game for, for Gold Coast then. Forgot about that. <laughs> Jeez. I didn't, want, I didn't want to rock the boat too much. Um, uh, uh, yeah. So I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I think they're just avoiding um, Victoria. Um, because why not? It's about to get absolutely freezing, so get out of there. Yeah. Can I so, just say, also, north, what's that? Uh, just go north and avoid the restrictions. Yeah, just go north. It's almost like the eastern states and the west, northern territory, South Australia are almost just splitting, aren't they? Mm, yep. If, yep. if we had a civil war in Australia, that would be the way we would fight, wouldn't it? Well, I or do you reckon we'd be too buggered? We wouldn't even stuff going over to Perth. It's too far. Well, I wouldn't be bothered. I mean, just to drive over there alone would be pretty boring. Oh, goodness gracious. Imagine us you doing a podcast fly. all the way over to Perth. No, there was a story that I heard yesterday about, yep. oh, you know, all these clubs are just going to abandon the AFL because it's too VFL-focused and just start their own proper national competition with Tassie and Northern Territory. What? I don't know. Interesting idea, but probably not. Can I ask who said that? 
Uh, yeah, you can. Who yeah, was you it? Can ask that. Who was it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, so it was a quality, quality source as always. Uh, we we use nothing but the best sources for the Lace Out podcast here, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing but the best. Mate, I'll go, you know what? Or Facebook or something. Oh, you know what? If they want to do that, they can bugger off for all I care. Go and start your own comp and let's just see how it goes. Oh, it's been done before in form uh, in the indie in the indie racing cars. Yeah, uh, you mean the indie the indie cars and the oh, what's it called? You, now you're really making us look amateur. Uh, the indie cars and the I don't know yeah. IRL race. Oh, uh, indie racing league and indie cars. So they're two separates, are they? They were, and then that basically looked like they, they basically just they had no fans, they had no one turn up because they didn't know who to go for, uh, oh. and then they just. Okay, so we could have another go at this if we like. Uh, let's go the NRL and Super League. We'll just split after one season, bring him back in again. Yeah, that doesn't work. So which teams do you think would leave the AFL? If you, if you had to pick teams to leave the AFL, who do you think would leave? Probably Melbourne. No, we need, we need their backing. I reckon all the power clubs would leave. <laughs> all the power clubs. All the power clubs. So uh, Collingwood... Port Adelaide, yep, they'd all get pardons, so they'd be able to go to games. Uh, West Coast, actually, West Coast and Fremantle would leave completely. I reckon Adelaide would leave. Sydney, May, Brisbane would leave. No, actually, yeah, Sydney would leave because GWS are funded by that. Um, and if we look at the Melbourne clubs, I would say Essendon would leave. I would say Richmond would leave. Hawthorne would leave. North would go down to Tassie, and that's it. Yeah, I think that any club who is sucking on that sweet titties of AFL would stay uh, because they're getting the good stuff. But all those really rich, powerful clubs that we all know, we talk about the big four, we talk about uh, the big WA teams or especially West Coast. I mean, they've got enough cash to do their own thing if they wanted to really uh, throw a cat amongst the pigeons. Oh, the West Coast could buy the AFL, the amount of money that mob makes every week. Yeah. Unbelieve it all. Unbelievable. Rightio, yeah. I have something to ask you. Um, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, we spoke about great sports movies, etc. Have you have you discovered any more since then in your no. last week of isolation? I have not watched the Michael Jordan documentary. Oh, Come on, mate. We're eight episodes in. I think you can watch eight episodes. Can You can at least watch four or five by next week, please. Can you? Because I just want to talk about it. It is, it is been brilliant what they've done. And it's going to – and it's just, it's just – it's turning – it's a crescendo. It's the last, last couple of episodes coming out next week. I can't wait for it. I'm going to have to take the laptop to the bed and just watch them in there. Uh, the, the TV, there's uh, there's no chance. That's that's that that real estate's gone to the Wiggles. Yep. Or Elmo. Yep. So I might have to take a laptop to to bed and just and just watch on the laptop to catch up. Well, there was one. Th- there was one. I spoke spoke about movies, and I want to talk about a TV show that is on SBS. Uh, it is a sport. It is a sport. And look, you all know out there, listeners. I have said it many many a times. I love a bit of pro wrestling. I just love it. Just love everything about it. It's just, it's just awesome. It's 
It's like the bold and the beautiful settled in a 15-foot steel cage. It's everything that you want to be. It's glitz. It's glamour. It's And it starts at 11 p.m. on a weeknight and it's just nudity. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that type of show. Anyway, it's not all glitz and glamour. There's um, There are bad sides to it, unfortunately. And SBS um, got the rights to – have you ever heard of Vice? Uh, SBS have a channel called Vice. Yeah. Yeah. So they've got a Vice. So they've got some um, – there's a, a series that Vice have put together called The, okay. da- called the Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, yeah, now you are. 11 p.m. on a weeknight. <laughs> oh, dark, no, it's not Dark Side of That Ring. I'm talking about Dark Side of the Wrestling Ring. Um, no, no, no. No, no one's believing you. No, no one's – look, I'm just telling you now, if you can get a chance, jump onto the SBS website. Uh, it is absolutely sensational. The first series was came came across some really good things. Um, yeah, we've got coming across on the dark side of the ring, have we? Pardon? I yes. don't know if this is the show that I'll No, that's – no, that's, it's the dark side of the wrestling ring. But um, <laughs> season one was actually pretty good, and I thought they couldn't top it. A couple of the big stories that came out of that. For the wrestling people who were there, uh, the Montreal screw job, the match made in heaven, which was Randy, Macho Man, Savage, and Miss Elizabeth. Uh, you had things about um, the last of the Von Erich. So the Von Erich family had five sons, four of them committed suicide. Yep. I th- yeah. I think I've seen this on Facebook on Facebook Watch. Yep. And the they device. and they do little they do little snippets of it. Well, season two started quite recently, and they this season's been even better. So the first two yeah, episodes, yeah, the first two episodes were dedicated to uh, Chris Benoit. Now, if anyone who doesn't know Chris Benoit, he was he um, won the main title at WrestleMania twenty. He was one of the most. He was looking at him. He was just one of the fittest. He was one of the most. Ex- um, intimidating. Uh, he was just intense the way he went at it, just focused. Unfortunately, killed his wife, killed his son, and then hung himself. And the first two episodes of the series go into the whole whole thing about it. And what's great about it is that they have wrestlers, people within the industry talking about it as well too. So um, if you can get a chance, watch that. There's, they have some funny ones where there was a guy named Dave Schultz who was interviewed by um, – by a news reporter, and he said, it's all fake. It's all fake, isn't it? He goes, you think it's fake? And gave him a massive forehand across the side of the head, virtually knocked this guy senseless, and he basically got sacked. So there's there's things on that. The one that um, – the one uh, – the last episode, which I just watched today, was the last ride of the Road Warriors. Now, if anyone remembers the Road Warriors, they were the guys who used to wear the shoulder pads with the big spikes, face paint, and they were just absolute maniacs. Love them. Next week is going to be – it's the penultimate episode, the final days of Owen Hart. Now, if anyone doesn't know this story, Owen Hart was a wrestler related to Bret Hart, his brother, and over the edge, 1999, uh, was supposed to be lowered into the ring as his character, the Blue Blazer. And as he was being lowered down from around about 90 feet in the air, the harness came loose and basically fell to his death in the ring. And the tragic part about it was, yes, he died virtually in the ring and on the way to the hospital. They continued with the show. And so, like, this has been taboo for 21 years and now they've got this big episode on. So that's the the final one. It's going to be on next week. Get a chance if you can. If anyone has a VPN, it's a virtual private network, do a bit of a dodgy, get onto a US site 
and access Vice that way. You'll get it a lot quicker than you will or just get onto YouTube like I did about 35 minutes after the show finished uh, and grabbed a copy of it. But do yourselves a favour. That is a cracking set of um, episodes to watch and they do them in a really tasteful manner too, which is good. So it's a bit of fun. There's a lot of tragic behind it as well too. So I would highly recommend it. Why don't we do a wrestling podcast? Why? Because there's too many of them out there. Is there? Why do we do an AFL podcast? Yeah, but there's nothing to talk about. Nah. But anyway, I do have something else to talk to you about. Okay. So I have another top five. Another Pep Star five to keep you alive in isolation. Right. Uh, so I did talk about sports movies. This one, I want to talk to you about top five sports books that I can okay. read. And I've got a bit of a, bit of, um, a little bit of everything on here. Uh, so, so the, yeah, pardon? Number one, Herald, is number one the Herald Sun first 10 back pages? No, 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 no. Is it a sports book? It's not, it's not that because that's, oh. that's a daily read. It's got to be a, a one-off edition. Otherwise, I would say that the, you know, the Herald Sun's football almanac that they bring out every year to say who's going to win and where they're going to finish and all that sort of jazz, that would be my primary pick. But here are my top five sports books in any any order whatsoever. So the first one is a baseball book. Ready? Called Juiced by Jose Canseco. Okay. Um, been out for, for quite a long time. Cracking book. It goes into the whole steroid saga of the uh, baseball wars in, ni- in the 19, uh, 1990s. Um, get on it. He, no holds barred, goes into why he did it. More importantly, talks about his relationships with Madonna, uh, a massive punch on he got into a par early in the 90s. It's a, it's a great book. Uh, it's probably one of the first books that went into the whole steroids, uh, why we did it how we did it, all that sort of jazz too. And it, it really broke open the whole sports book genre in that particular time. So Juiced by Jose Canseco. Get on it. Rightio. Book. Uh, highly recommend as well. Juiced, great book. Love it. Have you read it? No. <laughs> Get on it. It's Juiced. Awesome book. Right. Number two. I've just spoken about pro wrestling. I'm going to get into my the best ever pro wrestling book and it's called pure dynamite and it's based on the wrestler tom billington who was half of the uh, half of the 1980s super tag team the british bulldog so there was the british bulldog davy boy smith this while was the dynamite kid also part uh also part of the traveling party to destroy the ring of all rings (laughs) okay um the great thing about this book is, is that there's no no holds barred. Bit, bit similar to the Juiced book, but if you think that that's primary school, this is high school, baby. Talks about the rampant steroid use. Talk about everything that's going on. Who he hated. Who he loved. Who he thought was an asshole. Who he thought was an angel. Just absolutely cracking book. Pure dynamite. Tom Billington had no issues talking about. Oh, I go into the Dunnies with this guy. Juice him up with steroids. Go into this bloke. Yep, juiced him up with steroids. Brilliant book. If you're into your pro wrestling and you're a big fan of the Dynamite Kid, unfortunately, um, ended up in a wheelchair from all these injuries. Very, very similar wrestling style to uh, Chris Benoit. So sad story yeah. how it's how it's eventuated, but a cracking book, pure Dynamite. Almost identical to Chris Benoit's wrestling. Pardon? It's almost identical to Chris Benoit's wrestling. If you, yeah, if you actually put those two together and put them side by side, Chris Benoit modelled his style on... 
um, Tom Billington, the Dynamite Kid. So, Jamie, great research there. Fantastic. Right. Okay. Let's throw uh, something in my first AFL book. Now, this one, this one is for all the Essendon supporters out there. Okay. If I have to hear one more time, they didn't prove anything. They didn't find it positive. Um, so it didn't happen. You need to read a book, and this book is called The Straight Dope by Chip Legrand. Now, Chip Legrand is an, uh, a writer, a, um, a journalist in Victoria, and he gets down and deep into the whole saga about what happened with Stephen Dank, what happened with Bomber, uh, with James Hurd, Bomber Thompson, everything. Nothing is left off the table, and by the time you put that book down, there is without a shadow of a doubt, in my humble opinion, that something did definitely happen. And like I've said before, if a tree falls down in the forest and you're unable to see it, can you prove that the tree fell down? Same sort of thing here. They did it. The evidence hasn't been shown to that they didn't do it. There's too many uh, questions to be asked. This book covers a lot of it. Like I said, Eston supporters, get on the book. It is a cracking read. Couldn't put it down. I, I read it when I flew over to uh, England a couple of, a few years ago, and it was a cracker. The Straight Dope by Chip Legrand. Are you with me so far, J-Dog? I am. Did you know an interesting fact about uh, Stephen Dank? No. Tell me about the stank. Uh, he could swim a 50 metre as fast as Michael Phelps. Could he? 18.5, yeah. Is that true or is that what he said? No, I made that up completely. Fantastic. Pretty much like his medical career. Please don't, um, don't sue me. I haven't got anything. All right. Um, now, my next book is a bit of a, um, a, bit of a different uh, slide of things. I love culture. I love success culture, what breeds culture in teams. Uh, as part of my job, I work with a lot of people, uh, facilitate a lot of groups, coach a lot of groups, and obviously try and get the best out of them. And I wanted to find out, you know, what makes the best the best? And we're talking, you know, the the the, the, um, the greatest teams in the NBA, the, the Boston Celtics. We're talking about the teams like the New Zealand All Backs, uh, the female hockey roos. What made them the best? A gentleman by the name of Sam Walker wrote a book called The Captain's Class. And he surveyed or surveyed or, or looked into the, the habits of around about, I think it was about 15,000 teams for many, many, many years and tried to work out, well, what made the best of the best? And he really gets down to about six or seven main key points about what makes the best of the best. And it really came down to you had to have a penultimate leader and there had to be someone that would drive the standards from the start. And they went into a number of teams that came in, basically turned the whole team around, set them on fire, one gold medal after gold medal. Is it Nova Paris Kneebone? No, not Nova Paris Kneebone. But it's a it's a great book just to see about cultures and you can just see that when one person sets the standards, pulls everybody along with them, it's amazing what they can do. You could almost have a look to a degree about the way Michael Jordan dragged all his opponents. He wasn't liked, as you can as you've heard, anyone who's watched the documentary wasn't liked, um, but he set the standards and pulled and made everybody in the team better. So that's a cracking read. If you ever want to look at the cultures and go, okay, what, what do we need to do to take our group to the next level? Awesome book to read as well. Who was the author that one there, Pips? His name was Sam Walker. Ah, oh, Sam Walker. Yeah. It's going to say, if it was Sam Walsh, he wrote a book about money laundering in a nutshell in 1991. Yeah, not Sam Walker. I don't think he was the guy that um, did really well in Australian Idol a number of years ago either. Completely different bloke altogether. Rightio. Now, the last um, book is, is the most recent one I've purchased, and it's by a uh, Neil Danaher released his book, 
earlier this year. And I must say it's been – you think it's one of those books that you think would be, all right, tell me about his career, et cetera. And, yes, he does go into that. But he also goes into a lot about the the disease, motor neuron disease, the, the big freeze, um, how he fought the beast. But he also goes into the Melbourne side of things and how that eventuated. And it, it just it sort of moves, it sways back and forth from title to title. And it just gives you a perspective in on life that at the moment he could say that, I don't know, pull yourself into a bit of a recluse. But he's gone the complete opposite and just tried to take this thing head on. And he has just... You know, how he has not been Australian of the Year, I've got no idea. For what he's done and for the amount of money that he has raised from Motor Neuron, and you can just see, unfortunately, every single year he's just going a little bit down further, further, further. This book is a is just a great read for anybody who's a Melbourne supporter, Essendon supporter, football supporter, but just somebody who wants to see that, you know what, just because something's affected you doesn't mean that that has to stop you. It's a cracking mm-hmm. read. Um and I might even give that to you, J-Dog, after I've finished it because it is an absolute belter. And the, look, being a Melbourne supporter, the, the best thing that I took out of that and what it, I think we all knew, when he turned up at the club, it was an absolute shambles. Shambles. It was a disgrace of how bad of a club run, et cetera, and so forth. And I think his second year there was able to bring him to a grand final. So that just shows the leadership. If you can have someone from the top who's able to bring everybody in and inspire and get the best out of them, anything could happen. So he's doing that off the field with the whole um, uh, Fight MND. And for the Fight MND people out there who love their beanies every single year, yes, they are available. You can pick them up from Coles. You can pick them up from Bunnings. I think they're all around Australia. They raise about $2 million a year, these beanies. Um, go and grab yourself one. It is going to be cold this winter. We know that, but you're supporting a, a great cause. It's not going to a Quicksilver or an Oakley who are going to charge 80 bucks for the, something that they pay 20 cents for. This is going to a cause. Um, and, and and a cause that we can all see, and we're going to fight the beast together. So get on that one. So topping them off, I'll go through them again. Juiced by Jose Canseco, Pure Donor Bite by Tom Billington, The Straight Dope by Chip Legrand, The Captain's Class by Sam Walker, and finally, Neil Danaher's book, When All Is Said and Done. That's Pep's Top 5. They're my sporting books. J-Dog. I like it. I think the hockey player you're referring to in your uh, Sam Walker book is Rochelle Hawks. Yep. So I think when she came on board, she just drew the, sta- drew the standards up a hell of a lot higher and brought her teammates along. Two gold yeah. medals later, can't ask for much more than that, can you? Yep. So Most success. hockey all time she is. Yep. Beautiful. She's and she's- who was running the show as well, the good old Rick Charlesworth. Superstar. Rick Charlesworth. Charlesworth. Yep. He was awesome. Oh. Fantastic. That's good, Pips. Thanks yeah. for that top five. That was really good. That's a good top five. Um, I'm looking forward to your top five next week. Well, there's uh, mine are more just more related to top five right. sites to use incognito mode for on your browser. <laughs> Any of the booking flight or booking hotels, they're always the best ones. Why is that? Because what happens if you look on your regular browser, you get left cookies everywhere, and then what happens? Well, this is my conspiracy theory, is um, they always then bump the price up every time you visit the site, a couple of bucks here or there. So if you use a bit of incognito mode looking up flights and uh, accommodation, Mm. you can save yourself some dollars. Hey, insight there from the J-Dog. He's a man who travels all around the world because, remember, he was ranked ninth for triathlon in the world for his age group a very long yep. time ago. 
very, very never, long time ago. Never ranked ninth. <laughs> what were you? Just, I was never ranked. Yes, I you were. Did. I looked at you. Told me it was ninth. Oh no, that's that's all all a lie. Well, that's the only thing that I go with every week on this show is that you were ranked ninth. You know I'm what? Once in a race, I'm you, ninth you know, you know, you know who's shattered by that now. Let's move on. Mark the stud. Mark the stud is over in England listening to this, and he has a photo of you up on his wall because well, his girlfriend okay. likes it. And now he's he's looking at that going, it's all been a lie. It's all it's been all a lie. lie. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. It's, like, yeah, it's all a lie. Hey, so what do you reckon? With the AFL, when do you reckon it's going to kick off again? Um, I'm still hearing um, late June. Yeah. That's, that's what I feel. Um, and it's going to be to a, once again, crowdless um, stadiums. Although I don't really know because it seems to be quite a lot of shifting sand the last week. Um, today there was a big meeting um, amongst all the AFL coaches yep. uh, about uh, restricting or, or culling some of the internal football staff mem- uh, staff that there is these days. There's a lot of people in AFL clubs. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't, I don't quite have the most up-to-date information on where that is at, at the moment, Peps. You know, I think it's just one of those things. I do. That, yeah, sorry. They're going to start playing again. It's going to be really, really rapid. They're going to play quite a lot of games quite quickly. Yeah. Um, and don't be surprised if we see a lot of four- or five-day turnarounds. Four- or five-day turnarounds? Oh, that's, that's what I feel. To, to, fit in, to fit into their timelines of October. Yeah. I think – I reckon if they – We've lost th- two months already. Look, the only way that they can get uh, things like uh, four-day turnarounds is if they extend the bench. You have to be able to extend the bench. If you're going to have four-day turnarounds, you can't do that with a standard 22. Yeah. You need to do that 24. I don't think they want to yep. go down that route, unfortunately. And if they wanted to have everything wrapped up by October before the World Cup, if that even goes ahead, I don't even know. Things shift so quickly in the past sort of two weeks. I mean... Life has sh- have shifted so quickly. We've got schools going back soon. We've got teachers going back. We've got yep. us companies starting to bring some staff back on campuses and back at places. So who knows? I, I don't think anyone knows, and that's the the interesting thing. It'll be you know this time next week we could go back and go, hey, we're back, we're bad, you're hot and I'm mad. <laughs> that's the stuff that we could talk about next week on the Lace Out Podcast with you, Joe Dog, and myself, Christopher Peps Pepper. Hey, I reckon we're done for this week, my friend. Now, I'm going to put this list up on the – I'm going to put this list up on the um, the website for everybody to look, my top five books. The J-Dog, I want you to put up the video of – what's his name from the Inbetweeners from YouTube up on the um, up on the page as well too. Um, any final thoughts for the crew out there? <laughs> No, sorry, we are a day late. Um, our, 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 our planets didn't align during the, during this week, so we're one day late. So uh, you're hearing us on a Wednesday. Uh, so if you're in your car, it'll be Thursday, Friday. Beautiful. And, look, I will admit it was actually my, myself, just a massive few days uh, on the tools uh, at work. It just uh, hit its toll and basically slept through our recording time. So I apologise to the J-Dog about that. And um, you know what? The great man said, it's okay, Peps. It's okay. We'll just do it tomorrow. And that's the dedication this guy has. So thank you very much, Conter. And thank you very much, listeners, for tuning in once more. So just remember, uh, we're here every single week. Um, 
Once again, if leave a leave a review, share us, tell everybody about us. Hey, even tell people, hey, these guys are a bit lost, especially the guy named Peps. Have a listen to them. Tell me what you think. You never know. We just want as many people as we can to share what we love to do every single week. Um, Jamie Wallet, oh, sorry. Mate, you've got to put your mouth near the microphone if you want to say something. I'm taking my shoes off. We're done. We're done. Have a great week, listeners. Uh, Jamie. What's that, sorry? Have a wrestling podcast next week. Oh, yeah. What do we want to call it? Lace out. We'll call it... We'll call it... it, uh, J-Dog and the German suplexes. Good one. Yeah, thank you. All right, have a great week. Jamie, how do you like your football when it when it comes back on? I like a lace out. Like my football. And ladies, have a great week, listeners. See you, everyone. Thanks for listening to our latest episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. I'm your host, Chris Pepper, and with Jamie Wallace, we give you your footy how you want it. Ice out.